Back on the material plane, Octavia seeks to find out where she is and where she needs to go. In what sea do they arrive? What has happened since she left? And how will she heal herself of this horrifying disease? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. So I was thinking about this, and I actually didn't have an answer to it. Do we have a name for the planet on which Mawir is a continent? No. We should we should think of that. Mm, nah. Come up with some, uh, you know, more. Uh, I don't world building type of stuff. Mm, mm. The people of Moir don't understand the concept of planets. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that. <laughs> that is easy. <laughs> I can't really justify planets in a planar system. The cosmology is totally different. Oh, so is it a is it a flat world? It's just a world. It could be whatever you want it to be, but it's not necessarily a planet. Hmm. It's not necessarily not a planet, and the people there don't really care. Could you kind of like so how we were in the uh, the plane of water and how we could kind of sail into you know we were getting close to the edges of the plane of Earth? Could you do that in on the material plane? Is there like who's to say? Ooh, that could be cool. No, probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> nah. Just tunnel deep enough and get to hell. <laughs> no, probably not. Break through the uh, the planar foundation. Yeah, fall through. Yeah, yeah, ceiling. Probably not. It's just it's it's a landmass somewhere in somewhere, and that's that's all that it needs to be because mm-hmm. interstellar travel, interplanetary travel, in fact, is never going to happen in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah, and I typically world build stuff that I'm going to use. That is also understandable. Like, I could make a planet and make a whole solar system, fit that into a galaxy somewhere, and expand it into a universe, but no, that, n- none of that would ever see the light of day. So what's the point? Unless we go, like, multi-thousands, millions of years in the future and do a, well, we do wouldn't a be playing RPG we, then. We wouldn't be, yeah, we wouldn't be playing this then. <laughs> exactly. And so it's, it's just, you know, it, I could do it, but it's... Practically speaking, with the amount of time I have to devote to certain things, it's just I, I can't really waste time, and that would be a waste of time because it w- it would never appear in mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. ever never 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 never. So it's it is Moir. I mean, Moir doesn't even know that other land masses exist, right? So they yeah. don't really care about planets. Yeah, I had I as a I had forgotten as a as a player that the Moirians, uh, you know, didn't know that. I, you know, the other continents existed type of thing. So. Moir is an island, mm-hmm. literally. So, nope, I have not named the planet. I never intend to name the planet. Awesome. Planet in quotes as well. Planet in quotes. Maybe it's not a planet. It's it's a magical world. It doesn't necessarily have to be a planet. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right. Yeah. An interesting question. Oh, thank but you. Nope, yeah, never. I was just thinking of that. Yeah, that's that is not the way I... I do things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't have the attention span 
to sit down and plot out I think I've talked about this a little bit before. I, I can't plot out like thousands of years of lore and random details that are never going to show up. I know some people like that. Mm-hmm. Some people enjoy that. That's fine. But if it's not going to show up in a game, I, I'm not going to devote time to mm-hmm. thinking about it. No, I like how we have how we've done our lore because most of the lore that we've created have popped up in in our games, either in this game or in uh, our previous duet game or in the uh, we're doing another off mic game that also set in Moir, and it's it's really cool because they're all they're all set in particular you know areas of Moir history, and so all the, our lore is directly correlated to those games, and it is actually pretty cool because. All the games that we then play are kind of inform each other, mm-hmm. and each game is actually the way that we're creating the lore. So that's for me, that's also really really cool. Yeah, uh, it's all very very relevant and very very tangible. Yep, I focus on the game part of RPG. Mm-hmm. So if it's not directly impacting a game that I'm playing, I'm not. I'm not here to write a novel. I am not the next incarnation of Tolkien. So. <laughs> I I make what I need to to facilitate a game, and if it's, you know, obviously I need some amount of basis because this mm-hmm. does exist in a world, but beyond, like, nitty-gritty stuff, eh. Yeah. And it is also fun to kind of come up with it as it's organically coming up in gameplay as well, yep. too, for sure. Yep. I am... It's basically... I am a procedurally generating thing. It's like, I am... You know, how there's, shoot, what is it? No Man's Sky, I think. It's a game where you, like, travel around other planets, and I think they're procedurally generated in that, like, until you go there, it doesn't exist. I, I don't know what that, I don't know that turn of, turn of phrase, unfortunately, so. I don't doubt. It's kind of like Schrodinger's cat, right? Uh, no. No, not at <laughs> yeah, all. Like. It's fine. <laughs> bad, bad metaphor. Anyway, so yes, <laughs> I, I am not any... going to devote <laughs> yeah. uh, time to, to stuff like that. Any video game references, unfortunately, not as a, I'm not super, super well versed in the, all of the different genre and uh, different games that are out there. Yeah. So stuff, stuff appears as you encounter it. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So. Well, that's interesting because this, I, w- I was thinking about this right before uh, we started recording with, you know, Octavia and the crew popping out in an ocean. And mm-hmm. I'm like, my first question was, oh, I wonder where Octavia's going to go. And then my next question was, I wonder where Octavia is because she could be, you know, by this other continent that she doesn't know exists and she could see land and be like, oh, it's home. But then be like, oh, no, you know, it's this other this other whole continent entirely. So that's a whole I mean, I, I don't know what exactly obviously what's going to happen, but I was like. Who knows? She has no idea. Well, no spoilers. You're going to find out very soon. And from a. Again, a, a narrative pacing standpoint, it's not, it might not be super inconvenient. It might not be a super inconvenient time and place for you to uh, show up. So we'll just, we'll just say that. <laughs> you don't want to go into like a, what is it, a, around the world in yeah, 80 days? 80 days, but yeah. I guess they do trains too. But what, what's that? A, trains, planes, not? I don't or, know. Or the, the, one, the one book where people build the raft and sail around. I forget exactly what I have no idea what is. you're talking about. But that, that Tom type Sawyer? of. No, oh, there's a parrot in it. That's not helpful at all. It's, Treasure Island. No, no, no. I think it's actually it was a book based on on reality. Actually, I think you're based on reality. 
<laughs> one of those based loosely based on loosely based life of pi don't think no no it was no. are you mistaking the parrot for a tiger no don't think i'm mistaking the parrot for a tiger are you sure <laughs> pretty pretty sure there was a boat in that i think there was a boat and a tiger true it's very similar to a parrot yes in a lot of ways, shapes and forms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or actually in kind of no way, shape, they or form. They both have big claws. They do both have big They're claws. They're both and have eyes. Loud, colorful, and are brightly colored. Exactly. Not your usual house pet. Parrots and tigers are very similar. <laughs> there you go. In a lot of ways, We've if you think about it. If they have sharp things by their mouths. About it. But yes, no, I'm I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to bring this campaign to an end, but I'm also not trying to drag it out with pointless like side missions, mm-hmm. especially because the you know, the fate of a continent rests upon your shoulders. So I'm not gonna ship you off to fantasy Australia and be like, here, just screw around over here for a while. <laughs> Try to get back. Yeah, have have fun. Have fun. <laughs> Nah, you finally that's... got on your own plane, but you're as far away from where you need to be yeah, as possible. That's just Maybe, maybe more realistic, but it's a fantasy world and realism doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be at a relatively, probably convenient place awesome. for the, the plot of this whole thing to move <laughs> forward. I don't think anybody wanna, wants to listen to another like six episodes of we're sailing and we can't find our home. Carhoon swabbing tag. Oh, Octavia's no. trying to fish. Just random dumb side quests to eat up time. Yeah filler just goku screaming at a spirit bomb for <laughs> exactly. six episodes yeah. it's like we can just we don't need this we can just move we can just move, move along on. we can get there we're not waiting on manga to be released we so that just, we can like further the story right? let's just let's just get there let's just let's just go to the next thing so oh man not to not to spoil anything but <laughs> well you, the, the people who are listening to this will find out very soon. Everyone's going to find out. out very soon. So, well, let's find out now. Right now, I guess now is as good a time as any, as the relaxing sounds of the ocean alight upon your not pointy ears. You just popped out of a portal, a mm-hmm. huge portal summoned by twelve merit lords. And narrowly avoided releasing an aboleth back into the material plane. I know, yeah. Which uh, could have had consequences. Mm-hmm. Well, would have had consequences, but luckily uh, it did not make it through, thanks to a well-placed wall of stone. Well, thank you, thank you. So now the ship splashes into the ocean. You can see the faint hint of land on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And Slab takes in a deep breath of material air. And then wastes no time in heave ho, uh, land that way, and points <laughs> the ship in that direction, and starts making time towards it. Uh, what do you do at this? In this instance, still diseased, still attuned to a cursed crown, I know. and with three dragon voices hovering around your head at any moment. Yeah, I mean Octavia is kind of in a in a rough sh- in, in a rough place. She is diseased, so she has to uh, kind of constantly, you know, make her skin wet. Um, 
she has this cursed crown on, but yeah, she now also has all of these voices, uh, these other souls, these other beings that are all kind of like housed in her frame. So uh, she feels simultaneously more powerful, but then also exhausted because she is cursed and diseased. Um, so I think she just sees this land um, and kind of is relieved that slab is kind of taking control for a moment now because this is his purview like he's sailing a sea that's in the material plane so that works with the normal laws of material plane seas Mm -hmm. and he is able to to get them there kind of without her having to fight abeleth to keep them off of the boat or you know without them having to go towards a undersea dungeon to find things and so for a second kind of for the first time in a while she's just kind of gonna let it go and she's going to let slab just captain slab take the wheel as it were (laughs) all right uh you hang out in your bucket of gross water yeah just like showering yourself every couple minutes Mm -hmm. just uh Really, I want to drive home how disgusting you are at this point. Oily, translucent skin, just kind of covered in a thin layer of slime. Probably your hair is all greasy. Oh, I'm, I smell, I probably smell just covered so in bad. fish scales yeah. and guts. It's a lovely sight. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, so the ship sails towards this land. Everyone's very excited. There's a palpable hum of, ooh, land home. Mm-hmm. We're, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. They don't even care where they are. They just see, like, solid land that isn't some tiny island that they can only rest on for, you know, a day or so (laughs) until they have to move on. So everyone is pretty excited. Uh, Going about swinging sails, hoisting things, turning ships, doing doing both things. (laughs) Just both things. Just both things in my patented way of speaking about boats. You've been on a boat for so many episodes, and I still have yet to crack open a Wikipedia page on basic boat terminology (laughs) or language. No regrets. It's funnier this way. It is. So they turn the ship about, head towards this landmass, and you're sailing for a while. I don't know exactly how long it takes when you can start to see the land until you get to the land. We'll say you got there, maybe pop out. It's morning over here. Mm -hmm. And by evening, you're getting relatively close. You Mm. can start to actually make out like, oh, that instead of just a faint haze on the horizon, you're like, oh, that that actually is land. Awesome. And as you are approaching, um, I don't know if you're below decks or above decks or where you might be Pro- i mean probably on deck because even though she's kind of able to take a breath and kind of take a respite i mean she's wanting to like watch as everything mm-hmm. gets close and then also see if there's stuff that she can do to help um you know as make them go faster or mm-hmm. or anything that needs to be done um yeah so you're you're up and as you're sailing towards this land carhoon from up in the crow's nest mm-hmm. shouts down ships ahoy two ships incoming oh dear Okay. Uh, and you could see on the horizon, now that he points it out, two little masts of boats of other large seafaring vessels heading uh, towards you okay. on the horizon. Okay. Uh, Captain Slab yells to everybody. He's like, keep calm, everybody. We've, we've made it this far. 
will be okay. Hopefully they're not uh, hostile, but I guess that remains to be seen. Everyone be on guard. Be prepared to put up a fight if necessary. And people go about, they like get the get the ballistas all pointed up mm-hmm. and loaded and everyone's got their swords on deck ready to repel borders if necessary would i know uh you know being from a weird like that uh you know boats exist right but like are there are there you know city states that have particularly good you know armadas just like stag pine have like you Roll know, a history check that type of thing a natural 345. Um, you know, some places near the seas have yeah. some boats, but you're not incredibly in tune with the, the militaries of the... <laughs> the navies of various city-states. Yes. So you, you're, you're not, you are not sure. Okay. Does, does the Riders Mutiny, like, does it fly a classic pirate flag? Or, like, what's the... Would it have any insignia that we should be, like... It has a very, very tattered, like, Jolly Roger up there. Okay. But, like, you could barely tell it is. There's basically just scraps of black fabric at this point. Okay. I guess Octavia will be like, should we potentially... Uh, take down the, the scraps just in case because we don't want them to automatically think that we're hostile. Yeah, that flag's been up there for 20 years. It's not coming down now. <laughs> Understood. Okay. Makes sense, I guess. This is my ship. <laughs> just a suggestion. That was, that was it. That was it. Um, so everyone's ready. A little bit on edge. Yeah. But still excited to see other potential people besides you. Right, yeah. That aren't like fish people. So these ships come sailing in, and with you moving towards them and them moving towards you. If you ship A meet. starts out at point A and oh gosh. travels towards stag pine at... X knots. Yeah, so, so you, uh, you're both making good time towards each other. Okay. After a little bit more, they get in. You know, you could make out large ships and you both start mm-hmm. to slow down and booming across the waves you hear a voice being seemingly magically amplified mm-hmm. and it says attention unidentified vessel this is captain ludos of the stag pine navy lay down your arms prepare to be boarded maintain your present course any deviation from it will be taken as an act of war and we will respond accordingly and that's it. Captain Slab looks at you and he says, "Ah, I couldn't make heads or tails. Who's what? Oh, Are these people to be trusted?" Um, I, I don't know about. I mean, I don't know who this particular person is, but uh, Stagpine. I mean, you know Stagpine. It's yeah. It's, Why would I know Stagpine? Oh, I'm not right. from here. Sorry, it's 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 one of the city states here on Moir. It's oh, okay. a, it's on the far far west coast. I've I've never been there. Um, uh, and and last I knew, there was a big there was a big army of monsters marching towards them so it's actually kind of good to see that the navy's not gone um but i i i I'd, again i can't vouch for them but they seem like they'd be okay so we should maintain present course then yes. and not try to get away yes all right i hope you're right about this i i do too maintain course boys slow her down prepare to be boarded don't do anything stupid and the sailors are like okay boss <laughs> few minutes pass the ship slows down and the two other ships uh that you can see the the, the flag of stag pine waving from 
their masts. They look, the ships also look like not pristine. They look like they've seen a bit of action, but okay. they're still seaworthy, much like the Riders Mutiny. And they pull up beside this ship one on like either side mm-hmm. and everyone kind of slows down. And so they're all just floating side by side and planks are extended and marching across is a crew of several people in what you would guess to be military uniforms. Okay. Carrying like crossbows and swords and mm-hmm. things like that. Cutlasses. Cutlasses all in uh, nice like blue overcoats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very. Again, they, they look a bit disheveled, but definitely militaristic. Do they look like the the clothes are well worn, but still well taken care of yeah. type of thing? Okay, yeah. Again, they just look like they've probably seen some action. Okay. They stride across, and there's one person leading them, a human, mm-hmm. who looks around at the ship, looks up at the tatters of black, and just kind of sighs and goes, Pirates? Out here? Really? Ah. He looks at the crew of the mutiny and says, Who's the captain here? Speak. And Slab steps forward and says, Ah, that'd be me. And the, uh, who you would assume to be Captain Ludos. Mm-hmm. Ludo. Walks up and says, uh, I'm sorry. Are you a pirate? <laughs> what, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> Wait, what are you doing so close to the... <sighs> anyway, uh, prepare to have your ship searched. We must make sure that you don't pose any threat to us, and then we'll provide you with a choice of how to proceed. Everyone lay down your weapons, don't do anything rash or stupid, or you may forfeit your lives and your ship. And he waves, and the soldiers start fanning out. Okay. And some of the pirates are like... What? What? Um... But Captain Slav's just like, calm down, boys. We've gotten this far. We don't have anything to hide. Mm-hmm. And Octavia will kind of like, she'll step out of her. She'll she'll have gotten out of out of her tub at this point. But she has like her her like uh, wine skin full of water that she can do her impromptu baths in without having to be in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she'll she'll sidle up to to Captain Slab, and and I kind of assume maybe Carcoon will have gotten down at this point. Sure. And, uh, you know, she'll, you know, just kind of be be with Captain Slab and be like a... By the three, what is that? <gasps> he points at you. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, hi. Um, I'm, I don't normally look like this. I've been uh, diseased. This is not my normal form. I, 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 I'm an Asimar, so I normally look mostly like you, but... I, as a what? Uh, I, ha- I, I normally look like you, but... I I don't right now because I'm very sick. Great, a uh, pleasure to meet you. I guess. Uh, so uh, so my name's Octavia. I'm I'm actually from Lake Ansel. Uh, you totally might not believe this, but actually we just came here from the Plain of Water, um, and these folks have been abandoned. They've been kind of stuck there for twenty years, and I went there, and we caught up with each other and just got back what interesting can i ask what the date is he tells you a date and it's about month and a half two months since you left oh my gosh okay can i ask um is malik still standing 
I, I don't even know who you are. I'm not going to share tactical information with you. Uh, last, um, last time I was here, I was in the forefront of the battle with Malik against the forces there. Oh, this is not a diplomatic mission. I'm here to make sure you don't pose a threat to our city. No, that's certainly understandable. Uh, that's, Save uh, your questions. Okay. Just wanted to let you know who I was and, and to... Uh, yeah. Save it for okay. my superiors. Okay. After a few minutes, the uh, rest of this, his crew comes up and they're all like, it's, it's a warship, but everyone's cooperated. They don't seem to have any contraband. And the captain says, oh, well, okay. Um, turns to Captain Slab and you and says, well, I really can't begin to imagine what a group of pirates are doing so close to the foremost navy in this land. Isn't your gig usually raiding ships in the, in the southern passageways? Captain Slab says, I, I, I don't. I, let's, we're from a, far, a, lo- a long way away, let's just say that. We've landed here by happenstance, but it seems to be convenient for our sickly friend here. He points at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mean to cause any trouble. We've traveled a long way, and we're really just interested in getting back to where we came from. We'll, we're happy to, uh, to go on our way, although this, this ship is in a... A bit of a dire straits. If there's any way we could moor for a time to make some repairs before we before we get out of your hair, that would be much appreciated. She's seen her fair share of battle, especially in the last few weeks. And the captain looks at a lot of you and says, I don't know any crew of pirates who'd be willingly boarded by the Navy without putting up a fight. You don't seem to have... Any substantial arms or munitions? And Captain Slap's like, hmm. <laughs> Have you seen these arms? <laughs> Have you seen these munitions? <laughs> they all just like flex uh. and all of their shirts just like rip open. <laughs> so you Sorry. don't seem to pose any immediate threat to the people of Stagpine. And quite frankly, we have bigger fish to fry than a couple of scraggly old pirates. And some of the pirates are like, hey, not cool. I'll give you two choices. You can take what you have. You can turn around and go back to wherever you came from. We can all just forget this ever happened. Because I, quite frankly, don't get paid enough and don't have the time to deal with the likes of you. However, if you insist on landing, mooring, making repairs, and whatnot, we can escort you to the harbor... You can dock, you can rest, you can make your repairs, but due to the current state of the nation, so to speak, we cannot allow you to leave until, well, let's just say until some conflicts are resolved. From that point, you can either remain or enlist in the Navy if this ship he looks around is deemed seaworthy enough we're a bit well we could always use more able hands if you have nothing better to do and based on the fact that you're pirates I would venture to say that you don't Take a moment, I'm going to debrief with my crew. 
but make up your minds quickly. And he turns mm-hmm. to the rest of his crew. Where they start giving him the rundown of what they found. The you know, blah blah. blah. And slab one best chum bucket. Yes, <laughs> a lot of a lot of fish heads. Captain Slab turns to you and says, "Yeah, I I don't know these people. I don't know a lot about what's been going on in your world. Mm-hmm. If this is in fact where you've come from, you've done a lot for us. I mean." We're the closest. We're, we're, we're out of that plane, so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's pretty big for us, and we don't really have a proper home to return to anyway, because, you know, we're, we were pirates. Yeah, that's what I was... I mean, so, again, I've, I've never been to Stagpine, but unless this is some mirror of the Moir I know, which I guess with planar travel, you never really know, but anyway, operating under the assumption that this is the same Moir that I left, you know, these... The Stagpine was our ally. Um, again, I've never been there, but I don't think these folks will mean us harm. I mean, there's been a continent-wide war happening for almost two decades at this point. So there's constant conflict. And I know a great army was marching towards Stagpine's gates, you know, uh, I guess months ago at this point. So they're probably besieged. Um, so I, I think that the offer for you know, to find harbor there would be genuine. And I know I, I need to get back to the continent. I can't I can't go back to where, you know, where it is that you all were staying, which I don't even know where that is, so... I don't even know where we are. It'll take some time to get our bearings. Well, we've, we've patched a pretty sizable hole in the hull, but mm-hmm. it's still leaking, and I don't know how much longer we can keep this up without significant repairs and right. more resources than we have aboard, so I don't know that we have much of an option, but if you think we can trust these people, I then I so. guess we can we can move forward. Can I do like a retroactive insight check on sure. Captain Luda? 22. Seems to be telling okay. the truth, if a bit disdainful. Mm-hmm. Speak of the devil, he walks back up and says, well, have you made your decision? Captain Slab says, yeah, I think we'll take you up on that offer. Lead us to it. Captain Ludicata. Smells me. Sniffs, looks everyone over and says, yes. Um, well, we at Stagpine pride ourselves on our hospitality. <laughs> F- follow, follow us. And he turns and reboards mm-hmm. his ship and the planks are raised everyone circles about and they start escorting the mutiny back toward land okay time passes the three ships sail into a large bay in which there is uh, a large dock you could see many ships moored at wooden uh you know dock work sticking off of mm-hmm. the beach behind which is a large shimmering city Surrounded by a wall of mm. white stone. The uh, the two military ships lead you into harbor, and they give Slab directions on, like, okay, dock here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which he does, and they remain, you know, nearby, floating yeah. out further in the harbor. And you can see some other military ships out there. Some are sailing back and forth, doing, you know, patrols, making sure the, the seas are safe. Mm-hmm. Slab pulls into his docking lot 
and the ship gets tied up, moored up, and mm-hmm. ready, and the ramp is extended, and Slab walks onto the ramp and says, This is the first, like, real dock we've been on in, like, 20 years. Turns to his screen and says, Boys, this may not be exactly be our home, but I think we're, we're all due for a new beginning anyway, so let's make the most of it, eh? Mm. We're back on the material plane, boys. Let's not mess this up. Everyone be on your best behavior. And everyone goes, yeah. And Slab starts to depart. You're greeted on the dock as everyone starts to make their way off this ship. I guess actually a, a quick question. Does does Fridge just come out in his yeah. pool? Does Nobody he, really. He's not easily recognizable as anything. Oh, okay. So the crew starts to depart. And Carhoon comes down, grabs his, his like adventuring armor, and he's like, well, I guess I'll have to put this back on, huh? <laughs> yeah. I guess we can wait a minute. It doesn't seem like we're in imminent danger. But, oh, it's good to be back, eh? I feel like my legs are going to be kind of unshaky there. Yeah, back solid land. Mm-hmm. It'll, be, it'll be good. We'll be... Oh, I've missed it. Anyway. As you all debark, you are met by Captain Ludos. Mm-hmm. And another crew of, you know, armed guards in these military navy uniforms. Captain Ludos says, uh, I've spoken briefly to my superiors and we've arranged this dock for your repairs to be had in we have certain resources of which you can partake however there is a bit of a scarcity right now so it may not be as well it's probably better than what you've had in the past there's a uh, a housing for displaced people like you that you can stay in until your repairs are complete and until you've decided exactly what you're going to do. Uh, One of my associates will lead you there. We will be keeping an eye on you. There will be guards. You haven't shown any open hostility, but we cannot be too careful in times such as these. Understandable. He just (laughs) looks you up and down. Yes. Um... If you'll follow Private Jenkins here, he will lead you to your accommodations. Uh, Yes, I have business to attend to. And Captain Ludus turns and leaves, and a scrawny young kid, probably only like 16, 17, Mm -hmm. is like, well, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be showing you your, your way then. The uniform is obviously too big too for big, him. Too big, yeah. He's got like a blonde hair. Still got some baby fat on his cheeks. It's oh. <laughs> kind of pudgy. Doesn't look hardened by the 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 toils of combat yet. Mm-hmm. She's like, um, yeah, Bob. Well, come on. He's like the swab the the, <laughs> the 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 swabber who got stuck on uh, the Riders Mutiny. Who I, for, I forget which which was his ridiculous name. Yeah. But. Uh, so he starts leading you and this crew of twenty some odd pirates through the streets, and you're flanked by some other uniformed individuals mm-hmm. who are keeping a close eye on everyone and uh they start leading you out of the docks and into the city proper okay it looks decent okay. um it looks like it's on not the greatest of times there's you know 
stuff is a bit dirty. It doesn't look incredibly kept up. There's mm-hmm. boarded up houses, um, you know, places where there once were parks and gardens have long fallen into like disarray mm-hmm. just because there are bigger things to attend to. But overall, it it doesn't look as bad as other certain places you may have seen. Mm-hmm. They lead you through, and Private Jenkins is like, so you'll be staying at, um, it, it used to be at one of one of the larger inns, uh, it, it and, and bars, it, it serviced the, uh, you know, the, the industrial workers. We, we, yeah, yeah, we don't get too many visitors, so, um, we've, we've kind of retrofitted it into, uh, you know, housing. We we got a lot of dwarves. We we grew mm-hmm. off with down, and we've got some elves with us now, and some other other people. So I think there's a, enough cots in there for the lot of you. I can't say it'll be comfortable, but hey, it's dry ground. And he leads you to a large brick building. Some of the windows are like shattered out mm-hmm, and boarded up, but mm-hmm. it's a building. It's a building. There's and a roof on it. There is a dilapidated kind of crooked wooden sign that is the the paint is chipping off, and it's called the Rusty Hog. Nice. You can hear the sound of commotion coming from inside it, and it smells as as like the doors open, and he's gesturing you, and it smells like people and like Ugh. sweat. Yeah. And mixed with the smell of, like, bland food. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And, and and Octavia's aroma is just going to add to this milieu of scents. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely also getting some... You've seen some people wandering through the city, and they've been giving you some... Yeah. Well, I would have... A while ago, I put on uh, Carhoon's cloak, mm-hmm. um, and I probably would have... You know, giving it back to him after I had needed it for that for that task that I mm-hmm. um, had borrowed it from him. But I probably would have put it on as I was going through the city and like put my hood up just yeah. so that I wasn't so much like, oh, look at that luminescent, lumi- uh, <laughs> not luminescent, translucent. Look at that translucent girl. Look at her organs. Like, yeah, fair, <laughs> fair, yeah. Um, but Private Jenkins leads you in, and it is. The bottom floor is like a wide open room that clearly used to be like, uh, like just a large dining hall yeah, with yeah. big rows of tables. You can see tables have been like pushed up against the walls and stacked on top of each other, and there's just rows of cots in okay. the middle. Yeah, there's a bar in the back that is like serving food. Mm-hmm. It smells like food, yeah. I guess, but it, it's not like a pleasant aroma. It's just like, yes, this is sustenance. Uh, there are people all over crowded in here. You see um, a healthy mix. You see a lot of humans. You see okay. a lot of dwarves. And you see some elves moving about. And you can hear one of the elves is like kind of loudly at the bar going like, I, I cannot take this. Do you have any food that is not brown in this establishment? This is unacceptable. And the, the people behind the bar just like scooping like yeah. potato goop into a bowl and they're like oh mealy type yeah stuff. not even like engaging just yeah. handing it over and the elf just harumphs and turns and takes it and Classic. walks over and you can, I, I cannot believe the treatment we're getting <laughs> oh and private jenkins says yeah um there's uh i think there's some cots on on the second floor just uh they should be expecting you we sent word ahead um just go talk to just go talk to, to, to the bartender and they'll they'll get you sorted. Perfect, thank you. 
And you can see around this room, there are like more military presence in the corners, just like keeping an eye, making sure things don't get rowdy. Yeah. Uh, All these people in tight quarters, tempers would yes. understandably be kind of flarable. Private Jenkins says, well, I hope you enjoy your stay in the Rusty Hog. Um, back back to it. Uh, can this I- war's not going to fight itself. <laughs> Can I ask really quickly, oh, Private goodness. Jenkins? Uh, he looks at your I, face. I, I just, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry for how I look. I, um, uh, Me too. <laughs> sorry that I have to look at you. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've never been to Stagpine before, and um, I, 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 was, I was wondering if there are any temples to Al-Absalon here, or, 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 or smaller smaller chapels or or anything oh there are in in the middle city are are they still are they still operational can yeah. folks still go and everything i mean i i guess so okay i don't really have time no that's a th- military life at all no, no that totally that's understandable of course okay thanks have fun <laughs> he turns and walks away <laughs> And you're standing with Captain Slab and his crew of pirates and Carhoon oh in the middle gosh. of this, you know, people are pushing past you and kind of just, it's very crowded and yeah. no one really seemed to be paying you much mind because there's a whole slew of different, different people. Yeah. In yeah. Well, that's kind of good. I'm glad that we're not getting too many, like too much, too, too much attention. You're getting, you're getting a few. Some of the elves roll their eyes at you yeah, as you walk that's in. understandable. Some of the dwarves are just like, huh. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, Octavia will kind of, like, be, like, maybe saying to Carhoon and Captain Slap, maybe you two should talk to the bartender if how the captain and the privates, any indication about how people are reacting to what I look like and I'm sure smell like I've gotten a little bit, uh, you know, uh, immune to the scent at this point. Um, maybe we'd get a better reception if y'all were the face of the operation, as it were. Slab says... Look, I could go up with you, but I think you and Karun need to do the talking for a couple reasons. One, because I'm not familiar at all with anything. The customs of this land, the people of this land, I don't even know where we are. And two, from a, a, a podcasting standpoint, I don't want to have too many more conversations with myself. <laughs> that is understandable. Both of those points are well received. So, sure. you know what you're doing. I'll, I'll be there. Follow me. And he, uh... He leads you up to the bartender and says, "Excuse me, miss. It's a it's a human woman standing back there. There's a couple uh, other like men and women making these stirring big vats of just like bland mm-hmm. brown Carbs. goop and washing bowls." And she's like, "Yeah, how can I help you?" He says, "This is um, this is my associate." And he points to you. Please, uh, don't don't mention the way she looks. It's she's she's had this since she was born, and she's very sensitive about it. Okay, just uh, just be cool, all right? It's 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 a touchy subject. Okay, and things are tough enough as it is, right? And the lady just like squints. And like, okay, is that okay? I'll I'll leave it to you too. Um, yeah, and then Octavia will be like <laughs> step up and be like that was <laughs> flash slava like. That was brilliant. Um, and we'll be like, uh, hi, I, um, my name's Octavia. I'm I'm from Lake Ansel. Uh, and we just got here. We've kind of had a rough ride for, for, for a couple months. Um, and, and we were told by uh, by Private Jenkins and then the captain sent us here that we there were maybe some cots in a corner that would be available. I've got a few left. Third floor. Uh, rooms 
X, Y, and Z. 11, 12, and 13. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Is, do, is there any other, like, ground rules that we should know or, or, or policies with... Don't make trouble. Okay. You make trouble, somebody else gets your bed. Okay, that's a, totally understandable. You're out on the street. Totally. You hear me? Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, what's your name again? Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Cool. Okay. They're not locked. Okay, okay. Yeah, Privacy we'll, is a luxury no one in this building has we'll, anymore. We'll, 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 we'll head over. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. And Octavia will return to the crew and be like, okay, so that's Lisa. Um, we have rooms 11, 12, and 13 up on the third floor. And, and basically, we just need to not create ruckus and, and we'll be fine. I think we can do that. Yeah. We just need a place to lay our heads while we can repair this ship. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, let's let's move out. And the crew starts moving up. And you find rooms 11, 12, and 13 mm-hmm. on the third floor. And they're... They clearly used to be, like, single occupancy or double occupancy rooms, and now they've just got, like, you know, cramming five or six oh, people yeah. in there. Some of the rooms already have, like, one or two randos in them, but you could fill out the, the rest of the spaces. Like a classic youth hostel. Yeah. You know, there's just... If there's a free bed, you, take you can it. take exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so everybody kind of... And they don't really have many worldly possessions as it is, mm-hmm. so they just kind of plop down and... Um, converse amongst themselves. What what t- you mentioned that we we popped out of the. We'll plane. say it's evening so now. It's evening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Carhoon grabs up bunk next to you, and he says, "Well, uh, we made it. That's good. We did." What's um, your top priority here? Well, my kind of top priority is to not look like this anymore because. I don't see any barrels cut in half around here that I could potentially sleep in so that I don't dry out and become a husk. Well, you could just go down to the beach. I I could, but... If we have to. I don't know how... It's probably well around here. We could I lower mean, you down in the bucket. I'm sure, yeah. I don't know how much people would appreciate, a.k.a. the Captain Ludos would appreciate just someone, like, sleeping in the ocean. I mean... As long as you're not in anyone's way, I don't know if they'd care. That's true. That's true. He did kind of seem like a bit of a stick in the mud, though, so... He's a military type. They're all sticks in the mud. Well, I could, I could kind of see that, yeah. But, um, so that's kind of my top priority. I, I kind of want to talk to the, 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 the folks that they're posting outside the door and see if they're going to let us go to the... I want to go to the, the, the Temple of Absalon, and, and maybe they can, maybe they can help, because, I mean... I feel so much powerful after, you know, getting Akrila and, and, and feeling, you know, his power in me, but I couldn't, I couldn't fix this. Just like gesturing to her, <laughs> like, are, like, I just can't, like, she would look at her hand and see her bones and like the tendons Well, probably and not the bones, right? but you would see like veins at least. Yeah, like that. You can't see all the way through, you're okay. not just like a skeleton, but your skin is just kind of. That's just so unnerv- unnerving, you know. And she's probably already feeling relatively, you know, dry because mm-hmm. they've been walking through the streets and she has her, her water skin. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's what every 10 minutes that she'll need to redouse herself. Yeah. So. Well, are you trying to do any of that tonight or? I, I mean, mean, you kind of have to figure out a sleeping situation. Yeah. Um, I. 
I wouldn't mind trying to go tonight. I, I, I mean, I know that we, we were sailing all day, and just this morning we were in the plane of water. True. Which is crazy, wild. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, I mean, we were just sailing, and, and I was kind of able to, to rest a little bit while we were, you know, just here on the plane of uh, here. Once we got back, um, so I don't feel that that exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if if there's some, you know. Older cleric that could take care of this tonight. That's I. I would. I would say let's go try. All right. I, I think we should stick together, and not get split up. I yeah. I I yeah. I don't really want to go by myself. All right. Well, grab a couple buckets. <laughs> yep. Do what you can. Uh, maybe, maybe we can you know soak your uh, cloak and. Oh, that's a good idea. Plop it on you. Maybe that'll help a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Octavia, well, is there like a well in the in the like courtyard outside? There's the... probably a cistern or something. Yeah. And so that's a that's a good call. Octavia will just douse the douse the robe, so at least there's some constant moisture, and then she'll like refill her water skin, and mm-hmm. Oct- uh, Carhoon will refill his water skin as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. You both do that, and you can head out of the rusty hog. Perfect. Uh, Carhoon has been here before. Oh, okay. He is, he is well-traveled and old. Right, right, right. So, he says, I think if, the, if they haven't moved the temple since the last time I was here, which admittedly was a long time ago. Uh, well, I don't I, think they're the most mobile of buildings, usually. True. We can we can probably find them. Uh, and you do. It, awesome. You know, you walk through the streets and everything's pretty, you know, there's no people recreationally out everyone you see on the streets looks like they're doing something have a job on their way to to do something lots of military presence you can see all over the city um you know it's a, mm-hmm. it's a city in wartime yeah but you wind your way through these streets and after some time you find uh sort of the temple district as it were mm-hmm. it has you can see it has temples to all three of the major deities in a line, the temple to Alphanor is the largest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you do? Uh, Octavia will just make a beeline to the temple of Al-Absalom. Okay, you do that. You enter, and it's sparse. No one, like, comes to greet you. Oh, greetings, my child. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the bottom floor of the temple. It's large. It's open. You can see there's some double doors that would lead into probably, like, a kind of sanctuary-type okay. room or a meeting room. There's some shrines along the walls, big pillars, tapestry, stained glass windows, things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are you looking for? Uh, I'm, I mean, looking for a cleric of, of, of any level or, or age or, you know, strength. You look around for a while and you see, like... Uh, a low-ranking acolyte mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doing something, relighting the candles in one of the right, shrines, yeah. and you know, dusting dusting off the little statues mm-hmm. or whatever. So uh, yeah, Octavia will go over to them and be like, "Uh, hi. Um, do you? Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Um, oh, sorry. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so a sorry to startle you and 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 b sorry to startle you with like this and she like just gestures to her face. Yes. Um, uh, this is. Is that why you're here? Yeah. Yes. Tell me what happened to you. Um, I got, uh, I got diseased. Um, uh, I got yeah. I I was I was fighting this creature and it it, it did this and mm. I've I've tried every 
healing magic I have. How very vague. I mean, yeah, it was a super powerful, ancient, basically immortal creature in the plane of water, but... Oh, that sounds like an adventure. It, it was. And you've come to seek healing from Absalom. Y- yes. Hmm. Well, I'm merely an acolyte. I clean things and assist the clerics. I can see if someone is free, but uh, given that there is a war going on, most of their healing is required elsewhere. Uh, understandable, yeah. Give me a few moments. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm Octavia, by the way. Olivia, you said? <laughs> uh, Octavia. Olivia? <laughs> sure. Hard of hearing. Uh, yeah. Close enough. Okay. Uh, she wanders off. Roll me a D100. Okay. 61. A few minutes later, she comes back. She says, I'm I'm sorry. There's there's no one around right now. Um, at least no one who would be able to help you with what's going on here. Um, I'm, ve- I'm very sorry. You could try again later. Most of our more powerful clerics and healers have been uh, sent more towards the front lines to assist in the war effort. Uh, Our abilities here are limited. No, I mean, that that does make sense. Do you know if, uh, not not to seem super pressing or ungrateful or anything, do you know if there are any folks uh, of of the other two of the three who would be uh, here potentially? Or have they all I'm, been sent out? I'm not privy to the goings-on in the other temples. We are, of course, the most accomplished healers in the land. Right. The devotees of Al-Absalon, you're more than welcome to try the others. They they do they do their best. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry, we, we can't help you at this time. We could offer you maybe a, a salve to make you feel better. Um, uh, perhaps a, a massage. That does that does sound lovely. Uh, um, but, but some ibuprofen <laughs> probably would do a world of good. <laughs> um, uh, thank you, but um, I've been able to manage it thus far. Um, do you do you think that tomorrow someone would be? Is there literally no one? here physically like there's no one in the temple right now if we have people who could heal a cut or perhaps mend a broken ankle Uh, but what you're asking for is a relatively serious medicinal magic that is just not available easily right now okay Um, I can't say when Someone will be back. You're more than welcome okay. to try again tomorrow, but I can't guarantee anyone will be here. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll probably be back tomorrow. So. I'll look forward to seeing you. You're more than welcome to stay if you like. Uh, donations are accepted in that bin. You're more than welcome to take a moment in one of our. Uh, shrines or or meditation areas if you'd like thank you yeah i'm sorry we couldn't help you at this time no worries there's uh understanding understandably uh more pressing things going out going on um 
you know, with a lot of other folks. So, no, thanks. Thanks for looking for, for somebody. Mm-hmm. And then Octavia will kind of, she will go over and kind of find one of like a, a, a pew, you know, kind of out of the way and will take a seat. Okay. You take a seat. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, it's been, I guess, you know, a month and a half, two months since she's been, you know, as time has passed in, in the material plane. Um, but, you know, it, ha- it was a couple weeks in the plane of water, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it was no time. Um, but she's just kind of, again, hasn't had that moment of being able to just kind of sit in peace for a moment without being in imminent danger of a boat capsizing or somebody, you know, an abolith popping out of, <laughs> you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. So she's going to take a moment and she's just going to, you know, kind of close her eyes and kind of want Carhoon to be like next to her because, you know, they've been going through all of this together. Um, and... You know, she'll close her eyes and be like, Crastus, I don't, you know, know if you, I'm sure, I, know, I mean, I know you can hear me. Um, uh, it's been a really long time since we've talked, it feels like. Um, I'm back. I'm sure you could tell that I was gone. I don't know if it really, you know, matters to you where I am. I guess I don't, I'm not privy to all of that how that exactly works but um i'm in a bit of a a, of a dire strait in a weird way because it's like i don't know how i can you know really like do things if i have to if i still look like this and have to like be in water every 10 minutes um so i don't know if you can find a cleric or somebody that I can find that could potentially be available. Um, that'd be great. Or also just, if you could let me know what exactly is, you know, what I should, what I should do next. Cause I found, I found the third one. I found him. I, 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 I guess, you know, I'm sure you know, but maybe you don't. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah I did. Um, So I guess there's just kind of one left and and then we'll have to, I don't know, I guess figure out what to do with Craig or something. Um, or, or something. Or something. <laughs> or something. Or something you I know. don't know. I'll just find these and then retire. I'm done. <laughs> Found them. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but it, it feels like I kind of had an idea of what to do going from Elystria, going to Malik and, 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 and trusting uh, trusting the brain to go to the plane of water, but now I'm, I I don't really know where to go from here. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's where I'm that's where I'm at. Um, so, okay. Um, talk to you later. Okay, bye. Okay. You you don't necessarily hear a response, but you feel like you feel like you've been heard. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. Now roll me a d4. Okay. Mm. Two. You take seven points of acid <laughs> as your skin begins to burn as you get lost in thought and prayer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Okay. Karin sees you wince and just dumps a bucket on you. He's like, oh, did, did we take too long? I think we did. Sorry. I think the cloak helped, but I think I was relying on it too much, and then I just, I forgot. Oh my gosh, okay. I think that we should pop by these the other two temples and just see if by, you know, happenstance, somebody could help there. I mean. Okay. So, yeah. Well, they will pop by um, the other two temples. Okay, you walk into the temple of Alphanor. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different vibe. The architecture is a bit more brutalist, and mm-hmm. it's very much more off, not offensive, but offensive, like militaristic, mm-hmm. as you would know. Well, you, you might know this is where a, a large paladinic order stems from, so there's lots of, like, iconography of swords and shields mm-hmm. and things like that, mm-hmm. and, you know, holy retribution and whatnot. Um, we don't have to play through everything again, but you find someone and kind of explain the situation. You're like, hey, is anybody around to help? Roll me another D100. Okay. Come on, baby. <laughs> Wheels. There is no one in the Temple of Alphanor okay. who is capable of that type of healing. Okay. Right. If you want someone killed, we could do we could do that. <laughs> if you need a if you need a demon snuffed out, we got that. Uh, but unfortunately, well, I mean, wait, you can snuff out a demon. That's can you part help? of our jam? Can you help with cursed objects? There's a low level paladin talking to you. He's in like change her and I haven't graduated a plate yet <laughs> sorry what did you say uh can you help out with cursed objects well I can't but someone might be able to is there someone here who might be able to well now that I'm looking for someone else roll me a different okay. <laughs> I didn't even think of that with with Alphanor 73 uh, he says uh, I, I think my uh I think my mentor is still here tonight. I can go see if he's here. Oh, that would be that'd be wonderful. Thank you. A few minutes later, this little bright-faced paladin comes down, and you see a grizzled paladin also walk down. Mm-hmm. Big sword slung over his back, scar across his face, salt and pepper beard, eyes that have seen too many horrors to mm-hmm. count. His eyebrows are like two inch if you saw him in profile his eyebrows probably stick out like two inches away from his face type of situation yeah sunken cheeks what can i do for you hi um my name's octavia um basically i unfortunately came across a, a cursed item that i couldn't not put on and it's She'll, like, take her hood off and be like, you know, she's she's been wearing a literal crown this entire time, which is just ridiculous also on top of her translucent skin. Like, it's, uh, the whole combination is just outlandish. Mm. But she'll kind of indicate towards it and be like, I couldn't not put this on. And I don't know, I'm, I'm wondering if the crown would even let her say that. I know we talked say, about... Let's like, have your roll of wisdom so yeah. you can throw before you get that out. 21. Okay, you, you say like you you're, can feel it fighting against yeah. you, but you're like, ah. She's at least not 
she's not asking him to do anything yet. She has just been like, I couldn't not put it on, which is at least true. Mm-hmm. Like, he says, so what do you want me to do about it? Um, get it off or something if 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 you can. Hmm. Let me see if that's a paladin spell or not. <laughs> he says, okay. I th- I think I can handle that for you. Oh my gosh, thank you. Just uh just give me a second and why don't we step out of the main hall and go somewhere else in case things go poorly. Yeah, that no, that totally makes sense. He leads you into a down a hallway into like a training room. Mm-hmm. And says, Alright, so it's it's this thing. Points at the weird brass crown on your head. Mm-hmm. Octavia nods. And what's it uh what's it done to you? I'm ravenous. Oh. Constantly. That sounds fun. And I just can't it's thinking of consuming things like all the time. Um and I feel stronger with it, but it's also it I can't I can't get rid of it. Hmm. Alright, well, it should be a dip dop and a dupe. <laughs> Just give me a second. Uh, And he uh, lifts a hand, grabs the holy symbol of Fenor on a chain around his neck, says, Curse be God! And touches the crown. And you can feel the attunement break. (gasps) Oh my gosh, yes! And she just like... You feel yourself get two points weaker. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, because, I mean, I think she just... You lose, like, 20 hit points. She just feels, like, sick to her stomach because she's... She just took some acid damage. She, you know, is is already not feeling great, but now all of a sudden just feels weaker, Mm -hmm. too. But in a... Almost in a good way, and she just, like, throws it off of herself. Like, doesn't want to be touching any... Like, not anywhere near her Mm -hmm. body Mm -hmm. type of thing. And so... And then she's like... Do you think that could happen to somebody else? Is it is it, is it just gone from me, or, or is that thing still? Oh, like... that thing's still cursed. That thing's still cursed. Uh, can you guys take care of it, or? I mean, a weird demonic artifact. We might be able to. Okay. I have to. Hmm. I'll have to think about that and make sure I don't. Put it on myself. I know, because that's... Like, being in... Just even in proximity to it, like... It's... It... If it hadn't gotten me, it would have gotten him, you know, gesturing towards Carhoon. Like, it... It... It gets in your mind. Yeah, okay. We've got a... We have some facilities for things like this we could probably like a deep like an area 51 like deep fbi yeah. like pour concrete over it so we, we can probably take care of this for you but um thank you oh my thank you so much let me just just hang around for a minute he calls his yeah. uh his little steward back in and he's like hey go get me a box a big box yeah just you know a nice big old box i don't want to touch this thing 
She's like, okay. Brings back a box. The guy picks the crown up on the end of his sword. Mm-hmm. Dunks it in the box. A lid is like nailed on. And he grabs it. All right. Um, well, I wasn't expecting this tonight. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily expecting to find someone who could, who could break that. So, I'll have to Thank take you. this uh, to our facilities. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? You have any other business here? I can escort you out. No, I think. Thank you. That's. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, he grabs a box, kind of holds it at arm's length, and then walks out of the room, out of the hall, and you and Carhoon follow. And leads you to the door of the temple, opens it for you, and says, Well, I, I hope that helped a little bit. Um, stay safe, and you should, you should get that looked at. Yeah, that's that's next on my list. May the three be with you. He nods. Uh, Carhoon walks out the door, and I'm assuming you follow. <laughs> As you follow and exit this temple, presumably on your way to the next temple, <laughs> to Al Saloon, uh, you hear someone shouting, Is that... Is that... Octavia? What? What, what are you doing here? And you see... Hey, how does anyone recognize me with looking like this? I'd recognize that hair anywhere. <laughs> it's probably more like they recognize like, Carhoon. <laughs> and you see across the courtyard uh, from near the other temple kind of not sprinting but jogging towards you is an elven woman with a shock of bright red hair that you recognize to be your good friend well not good friend but your sometime traveling companion tempest oh the anthropologist oh my god she runs up to you and she says what in the blazes are you doing here and at that same time please roll a perception check okay natural 20 for a total of 30 Hot dang. <laughs> you a pathfinder numbers, baby. You look, you see Tempest running towards you, just like flabbergasted. Yeah, I think that. Like, what? Because as, as soon as Octavia heard her name, I feel like it took her a second to even like, because she's never been to Stagpine, so she wasn't expecting anyone. And she looks weird, so why would anyone recognize her? But, you mm-hmm. know, she, she hears her name registers or registers and just like whirls around, like yes. also mouth agape. So you see Tempest running towards you, and then behind her, on the cobblestone street, you see there's kind of like a a manhole covering in the center of it, and you can see it kind of slide up and shift over, and you see a kind of goopy black tendril (gasps) reach up and just kind of slop onto the street, (gasps) and we'll pick up there next time. Next time. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. Thank you all so much for listening and being along with us on this ride of this story. Uh, Thank you all so much for your support and for all of your shout outs um, on social media and via email. It really just means a whole lot that y'all are enjoying the show. Um, If you are enjoying it, uh, it would mean the world if y'all left us a review on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. It's a really great way for us to uh, grow our audience and share our story with more ears. Catch y'all next week.